Hello, everybody, and welcome back. We're back. We returned. We didn't crash and burn the first episode. This is episode two now of Overcharge. My name is Rainwater, and I am going to be your gracious host today. But with me here returning is JYY08 and some new faces and maybe not some new names though they're kind of seen they're a little bit known around the crl community the casting community as well some representation some faces in some of those kind of minor kind of shorter league terms and everything with rocket league that we're trying to progress here that is flater and miss chixa welcome on guys thank you so much for being here well, always a pleasure to be here. For everyone at home, my name is Jay. You know, you could throw the two Ys in there. Throw the one Y in there. You know, it, it, it gets thrown around back and forth. But still my name nonetheless. And am excited about today. You know, last week we got a good feel of what it really is like to uh, to partake in a podcast. And now we, we kind of have an idea. I don't want to say we know what we're doing at this point. But hey. We're having a good time doing it. We hope that everyone at home is having a good time watching or listening wherever you guys choose to hear us. <laughs> Absolutely here. And again, a little bit of an introduction here. I'm, I'm going to kind of bring Flater on. He's going to be our newest third that is going to be joining with us here week to week. Hopefully he, he sticks around. We get to keep him for a while. And Mr. Flater, please introduce yourself to the audience. Howdy, hi. My name is Freder. I have been uh, commentating Rock the Rocket League APAC scene for uh, quite a long time now. I, I gaze into the distance and I remember all the times uh, we casted for RLCS ever since the first announcement was made. And then we had uh, so many teams coming in. And of course, James Chi is moving into Asia and dominating. I see you. I, we will talk <laughs> about you soon. But we're yeah, going to talk that about them soon, for sure. But we're glad to have you here, and thank you so much for being a part of our team. And also, our guest star today, Miss Chixa. Welcome in. Thank you, thank you. Um, I'm really glad to have this experience of being on a podcast. I really don't know what I'm doing. I kind of get <laughs> the casting booth, but the podcast booth, I think it's a little bit different. So great experience nonetheless. But yeah, you've seen me around the WCB casting scene of Women's Rocket League, the collegiate CRL scene for Rocket League. I mean, uh, Intel Gamer Days that I did this summer, that was probably one of my favorite casting experiences. So it has just been an absolute blast nonetheless to experience casting and so many different aspects of Rocket League. No, absolutely. And we're definitely going to kind of pick your brain on that. And I'm so happy to have some other female representation in here today. And we're, we're definitely going to surround the topic and we're going to flood you with questions, whether you're ready for it or not. But what something flooded Twitter this last and most recent week, and I kind of want to talk about it. But it's it's kind of silly. It's more silly news. It's a little funnier. But all of a sudden, I don't know if our, our Lord and Savior Elon Musk bestowed the Rocket League community with these badges, but... For some reason, we got a lot of Twitter verifications that popped out of nowhere for the Rocket League uh, scene, the community, um, the players, the players most of all. And there's kind of been a bit of a Twitter war kind of going at it. We are now regionless, and it is now the verified versus the unverified for Psyonix. And 
I, I'm not sure. Did any of y'all kind of see any of this information and see kind of, I won't say drama, because I don't think people took it as drama, but more or less just kind of the overwhelming news of it happening? Yeah, um, I, uh, so I didn't, I wasn't keeping up with it necessarily, uh, like, focused on Rocket League. I was keeping up with the main scope of it. And since we're Rocket League focused, you know, I'm not going to do a deep dive into that, that rabbit hole of, of drama. But uh, for anyone that doesn't know, Twitter, in an attempt to become slightly more profitable, now uh, under management by Elon Musk, uh, decided to include that fancy little verification checkmark on Twitter if you purchase Twitter Blue, which is a monthly subscription, $8 a month. You know, Elon always, his, uh, his go-to was, you know, you can buy an $8 Starbucks coffee every day. Why not spend $8 a month on Twitter? And the, the, the majority of responses was, why would I spend $8 a month on Twitter? Uh, and there have been a lot of scenarios where people have been buying accounts uh, or, or buying the verification for their accounts and impersonating companies. Uh, there have actually really? been multiple companies that their stocks have gone down over 20% uh, just from people verifying themselves as a company, as a, as a meme, and then making outlandish tweets. I know one that comes to mind is the uh, a big supplier of insulin being Eli Lilly. Um, oh gosh, someone, yeah. someone made a verified account named Eli Lilly and tweeted, hey, we're excited to announce that insulin will be free moving forward, and their stocks plummeted. Oh, and, God. you know, oh there are people God. going back and forth saying, like, oh, wow. uh, this was from something else, not from the the tweet, but it, it the timeline adds up. Uh, so, yeah. And so Elon Musk actually uh, temporarily disabled it. So everyone that bought their check marks, they're now temporarily hidden until it gets figured out, which is hilarious that it, it failed so quickly. Wow. No, I I never heard of that, really. That's, <laughs> that's honestly a little bizarre to think that, but the world is absolutely ran by Twitter, by social media, and it's crazy to think that, honestly. And it's funny now that social media has gone into subscription services. I swear to God, like, one of these days, we're going to pay out, shell out thousands, hemorrhage, thousands of dollars on on subscriptions that we just have never been aware about that have just been slowly and i definitely was one of those people i unknowingly paid um probably i think it was three or four hundred dollars because i still had a um i'm a little ashamed i'm not gonna lie a a wizard 101 account um that <laughs> i had for four years three or four years thankfully they they did refund me i think um but I, I I did just see I got deducted for an Xbox subscription as well that I haven't played on Xbox Live in forever. So there goes sixty dollars also. <laughs> but no, it's it's kind of nutty. Also, there was a a, a kind of bigger name um, that got kicked from Team Twitter, um, a a Fisher perhaps um, because he paid for his verification also. Did anyone kind of see anything caught wind of that? So 
I believe uh, we did see we did see some I did see some of the tweets uh, going around Fisher uh, Fisher, but mostly in the Rocket League scene, uh, there were a lot of trolls coming up. But yeah, you know, absolutely. there was there was some positive side to it. We saw a lot of the players uh, in the APAC scene, in the EU scene, those who were not actually verified before they, uh, getting those uh, verified blue check marks. And uh, you know, it's it was it was like their hard work is finally uh, finally you know, uh, coming off. People can actually uh, people actually recognize those names, and having that blue check mark uh, was the positive side of having it. But you know, the negative sides of Obviously, have ended up outweighing the positives here in the Rocket League seat. So I know there's been some moves in the APAC region, Jay Inflator. Perhaps I would love to to hear a little bit more on that. So I believe what happened, what has happened in the APAC APAC region. You know, everybody at the start of this region. This is some insider information. Everybody at the start of the region, were like, yeah, we're looking for an year-based contract. We're here. We're gonna be here for all three splits. No worries. And as as the as the region went down, we're like, yeah, can we change that contract to like a single split? And like everybody, everybody was not sure about sticking to the same org. They were not sure about sticking to the same teams. We uh, we have we just have rece uh, received some news about uh, H being uh, H being replaced, removed from tough. They're now looking for a third, and there has been a lot of other stuff also going down. There is a lot of information that we uh, we have been told that has been flying up in the air that has not been revealed yet. Something that I cannot say, but things are gonna be looking a lot more different as in when we move into the winter split. Hey, and Jay also kind of I've I've heard a couple things about tough love going around with some. A player perhaps leaving also i cannot pronounce the name for the life of me though so i need some assistance h okay so it's like the letter h but it kind of looks like yes. ache but you scribbled the word letters around <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. so we do see h leaving or getting kicked from tough love mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. sure which way that went but what we do know is that that roster is now incomplete and the interesting um I, I think the interesting thing here will um, will be if Tough Love has a few options. You know, they've cemented themselves as a top team in APAC. I think everyone can agree on that. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if they pick up someone else in the APAC region, if they try and get someone to move into APAC, or if the current Tough Love roster moves altogether. Uh, there haven't been any rumors going around to where I can I can lean any which way. Obviously, the easiest thing to do would to be picking someone up else in APAC, which, you know, speaking of, there are a few other teams that have made roster moves recently. Two other notable ones being Echo, actually just announced today, no longer playing for Grace's Plays Refine, oh my as God. well as uh, announcement two days ago, Adrian. No longer playing for Dark Rift Esports. Dark so, you know, you have three openings now one on Tough Love, one on Dark Rift, one on GBR. And, you know, you have three players that are looking for homes. We could very easily see a scenario where they just kind of do a bit of swapping around or might see some new faces on these teams altogether. No, absolutely. And there's also kind of been some team, I guess, not roster, but region changes as well. Um, Limitless has now staked roots in Sub-Saharan South Africa and is kind of leading out the pack right now. I mean, just uh, I'll kind of go into some numbers later, but by a mm -hmm. large deficit and giving Orlando Pirates a run for their money. Does anyone want to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I mean, kind of briefly going about it. So, uh, a little bit of context. Limitless pick up the uh, the team formerly known as May Contain Nuts, um, which has been together the entire <laughs> split, the entire the entire fall split. You know, well, you know, you got to put the the warning for people with allergies. You know, it's good for them. <laughs> that's a deathly um, allergy. That's that's true. <laughs> it is. It, they, they, it's good. It's they're they're being good Samaritans and they're putting that warning on their team name. You know, you got to put the the label on the packaging. Uh, but that team, you know, as funny as their name is, they they've been very dominant in SSA. You know, they've uh, Limitless just picks up the team that uh, is already doing well. And, you know, I, I hope for the sake of the players and for the sake of the org that that works out well, because the last thing you like to see is uh, scenarios like that working poorly. So I hope the relationship between the players and the, the organization is going well. Uh, you know, I hope the best for everyone. Um Limitless, they they get their name on a good team though, so I, I don't know what kind of strings had to be pulled behind the scenes to to make that transfer happen, but you know, good for the players to have a home that's supporting them, and you know, obviously great for Limitless that they are they they're cementing themselves with that name as as the top of SSA. Hey, absolutely, and um, also Chixa, I know there's kind of been some other roster moves in North America as well, and. I'm sure we haven't heard the last of them, probably, but if you have, you know, some of any, I'd love to hear about it as well. Yeah, I had the opportunity to cast in the Regain tournament that was last week, and that's kind of been that new bubble scene tournament, the fact that RLCS has not as many splits anymore, it seems. So with the Regain tournament, that really opens up the opportunity for teams to switch around. And a lot of names that I'm used to seeing together were no longer together. You saw Zanil no longer being on Dark Zero, T. Carell no longer on Ghost Gaming, Money no longer on 26 Rising, and Cheese instead, who is on the Knights, was playing for 26 Rising, Lunar no longer on Gentlemen. There's a lot of these little roster moves in NA that's been kind of switching up, seeing if teams could get that better roster looking into next split now that the fall majors kind of decided they don't have any more opportunities. So now all this offseason time is going to be changing the roster with a bunch of the players that we know have done well in the past and have been in majors in the past. Yeah, I I thought honestly it was very shocking that Turbo Pulsa was kind of we talked about it last Monday, but almost scrambling to join a team and it almost seemed like a plan C or D to go and join this team this past season and now that they haven't qualified for anything and they're realizing this isn't working out that they kind of said all right bye guys <laughs> we're gonna we need to find somebody else and they're trying to pull almost like a k-corp move and build a team around itachi as they did for k-corp but for turbo pulsa Another, again, we could talk about this all day long like we did last time. He's a four-time world champion. Two regions. Maybe it's just the meta is too fast for him and he's unable to catch up. And we'll have to see with this new roster chain for his team if that's going to be the case. If it's 
a, a team problem, if it's a teammate, like we love to blame our teammates here. It's Rocket League. That's what we do. But we'll have to see if it's a teammate issue, if it's a correlation issue, if just the chemistry isn't there, or maybe if this roster change goes out and it's still not successful, they might find out it's a turbo pulsa issue. And that's not a bad thing or a problem. He Again, he is and will be forever one of the greatest players. And no one can hold as many titles as he has up till now, at least. So I believe we, I believe we had something. Sorry, we're cutting out. I believe we had something very similar for uh, for the APAC scene when we back when we had the Godspeed APAC Arena tournaments. We had like five in a row, and everybody was trying out new rosters. Some uh, in the APAC scene, if you you you'd be used to seeing some players together, but it was totally different. Jay and I. Yes, I'm sure you'd remember we had all of these roster changes moving around and, and our tournaments actually ended up being a harbor for all these players to decide what team they want to go for the next split. No, it's crazy. And I mean, just as crazy as some players and as the scene is, um, I kind of want to talk about something just like the GOAT Turbo Pulsa himself. We've kind of been getting like little whispers, like little breadcrumbs of someone new on the scene and He's he's kind of questionable, and I'm going to say that because he has a question mark in his name. He's almost like a mystery in the night, and his name is Dark, parentheses, question mark. <laughs> Had to ruin it there. But he is a 14-year-old Mina Saudi Arabian player that is just absolutely disgusting. He's too young right now to play. No one's picked him up. No one's really set out or called for him, but... You may have started seeing his name thrown around by um, a very famous um, analyst, caster, Johnny Boy. He is a 1v1 god, I would say. He is putting the pogo mechanic into the newest meta and utilizing that not only offensively, but defensively as well. This kid's mechanics are... The, some of the fastest I've ever seen, and he is also the first for me to see outside of the freestylers community to utilize the pogo mechanic in a competitive play. I I, I sent now I sent some links um, the other day to y'all. I'm not sure if y'all watched this kid play like some of his playthroughs, but if you did, I would love to get kind of like what y'all's opinions on not only him as a player and how he could change the game potentially but also if it's maybe is is this a fad perhaps you know utilizing some freestyler mechanics or is this going to be the next ceiling that everybody has to reach to stay in rlcs as a professional player so I definitely don't think it's a fad because this is something that we've been seeing for a very long time. So, you know, very, very brief background, not about me. I used to be a competitive player uh, and, you know, I have to try and like learn everything as it's uh, coming to fruition in popularity. Also, I'm currently a, a freestyle caster and host, so I get to see a lot of what that community does. And, you know, I, I remember a very specific time, actually, uh, a few years ago, you know, back in back when I was riding the dinosaurs to school playing Rocket League when I got <laughs> home, uh, you know, in Rocket League terms, I'm very old, but in reality, I'm quite young. Um, we we saw the flip resets becoming first popularized and then immediately after they became popular in competitive play you see the multi resets start to become popular you see gainer getting his uh, world record amount of flip resets in one go 
And then the question kind of became, will double flip resets become popular? And I was talking to a, a friend of mine who was kind of that next step above me. He was a bubble player at the time. And I was in the process of learning double flip resets. And I asked him, I was like, hey, you know, I've spent a lot of time learning these. They're pretty tricky. You have any tips for me? And he said, and I quote, I don't know why you're wasting your time learning that they will never be viable. And, you know, here we are now, double, triple resets in RLCS. It's just commonplace. Uh, we see especially wall dashing, which is if you guys have ever seen the players, it looks like they're just spamming jump on the wall to to gain some speed. Yeah, chain uh, dash. It's a, yeah, chain dashing, wall dashing. I, the freestyle community, half of them call it dinner dashing. Uh, not really sure why or where that came from, but, you know, it, they, they told me that and I was like, okay, sure, you guys are better than I do. <laughs> And I hadn't heard it either. Uh, very, very niche name for it, but still the same mechanic nonetheless. And you see all of these things that look so flashy and you'll never imagine that they'll become viable. But then you see the the players that are working on playing competitively. They will they will grind these mechanics and get them down to a science, get it down to muscle memory and make it second nature. So, you know, seeing the pogo become popular, obviously something that's been around for a while, but you know, this could very easily be be something that Dark is going to inspire in the competitive scene to start getting used on a bigger stage. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. And I think it's going to be nutty to see maybe some other mechanics that we thought never could be utilized that could be either implemented or created. People are making new mechanics and implementing new uh, play styles every day. And these players are having to catch up to these 12, 13, 14-year-old kids that can do this with their eyes closed with their left foot. It, it's it's going to be a little bit crazy, I think, in the next three years. And the bar is just already so high, and it just got higher. But Chixa, like, what, what would be your kind of input on that as well with these kind of new mechanics and this new kid, this new possible, this, the new Daniel? The Middle Eastern yeah. Daniel. What's going <laughs> to happen? I did want to touch on the, the age point. Because if you think in terms of Rocket League, like, competitive player lifespan, you're, like, graduating or retiring in your middle 20s for a lot of players. So you don't have very long to be competitive in the Rocket League sphere. So when you see these 12, 13, 14, they are the next generation of competitive players. So they will be creating that new meta, creating our new talents. And you know, Dark, if he keeps doing this pogo thing and creates something different, then he'll have his own move named after him. I could fully see it in the future. And he will become more popular. I mean, you scroll through his Twitter for a little while, he's gained 3,000 followers in the span of like less than a month, it seems. Maybe a month and a half. He is very much catching storms. So I see his at least popularity socially expanding and that's just going to create a domino effect to everyone else in that age range especially learning um that exact move set i mean look at moist when they first appeared as team queso they were all 15 but they caught the world oh, yeah. by storm because they were able to play so well so young and i mean they they won a major their second time trying so i can 
fully see this not being a fad, them creating the new generation of Rocket League, essentially, and Dark will continue to be really good, get even better, and outplay people like we mentioned, Turbo Pulso, who's won in the past, but maybe not up to par of players like Dark who are coming up. Um, absolutely. And I have to say, one thing I see that Moist as a team has that's shared with Dark, they are both they were both hungry. And I say were as in past, because Moist isn't a complete team anymore as they were last season. But if I were to speak on terms of the 2021-2022 Moist team and Dark as a player right now, they were both hungry players. And they had that drive to do whatever it took in order to get to that next level. And they, they're they setting the bar, they set the bar high, Dark is gonna raise them a few hundred RLCS points and say, try and get me. Because he has done something that we didn't think could really be done. We were kind of, we thought we were at that kind of point, I think, or at least personally me, that this is the peak of Rocket League. Everything that we see now, is the highest it can get and there's still some players that can catch up mechanically but we i think as as a whole we kind of thought there was a ceiling and we've kind of reached it and dark has shown that that is so not true and there is so much more to grow and evolve mechanically for these players and i think we're going to be seeing which also kind of was like the freestyler community was kind of under fire maybe the freestyler community competing and also maybe helping the competitive scene of RLCS and getting that limelight they deserve ultimately. They have something to show for it. All that thousands of hours in free play isn't all for naught. They're they're trying to teach yeah. us something and we we need to listen to them, I think. And I think Dark is a perfect example of that. Um I personally yeah, believe that I personally believe that Dark uh, as a once player, you know we have all we have all seen a lot of lot of young uh, young people, 14, 15 year olds, come into limelight through Johnny Boy streams, through those one v one show matches. We had we had Com, we had First Killer coming up. I mean back in back in the 2017, 2018 days, and now it's the same. It's it's it, we're just carrying on. We're just carrying it forward. Now we have Dark. The one hurdle that this man has to step uh, to step him into the RLCS scene is being able to transfer those mechanics into a 3v3 playstyle rather than the 1v1 playstyle that he's used to. Getting those yep. mechanics, and I mean, he's already done it once, but he's got he's to gotta keep it moving. He's got to be being able to implement that at the highest level of Rocket League. Absolutely. I could not have said it better myself, honestly. We've seen that in the past, and the first person I think of, honestly, is Aqua. Aqua and Daniel joined the scene almost at the exact same time mechanic skill wise nearly the same and who excelled more daniel did he was able to configure his play style into a competitive threes environment where aqua still in success just they haven't been as successful it could be the team he's with it could be him we don't know but honestly that was kind of the first thing it is very difficult to f go from a competitive ones player freestyler into a 3v3 setting and with that difficulty um i want to kind of talk about something difficult that we may have overcome or accomplished and that's us we won a tournament jay 
Please. I, I know you were kind of excited about this and talking about it. I would love to know kind of some with the results and what happened and why we took the podium this last week. Well, to uh, for the short answer is we took it because we're better. For the long answer, you know, you can only uh, you can only ride that way for so long. You know, watch me eat my words in the winter. No, it's OK. <laughs> um, so uh, the one NE one cup number two, uh, as Rainwater mentioned, Godspeed was able to take the win through the upper side of the bracket as well. So a perfect record, not dropping a single series, I believe only dropping. I don't uh, have the score for the grand finals, but getting to the grand finals, only dropping a single game. Two sweeps and a three to one going into grand. So very, very good result. We did see a team that we actually faced twice under the name Bretta, which is um, Sphinx, Poofy, and uh, Blue. So, you know, a bit of a, a bit of a throw together team. Not exactly sure if that's them trying rosters or if that's them um just playing for fun because we uh, you know at the in the fall open we saw blue abs stick. Um, being blue, blue abs and um, chaotic, and then we see one roster move there, and then the team disbands entirely. So you know all those players, they're on the market, and then you have Poofy, who currently plays for Cobweb City with Asphyx and Hirio. Um, so you know Poofy on a roster, but the question is, is Poofy happy with that roster? which I think that's kind of going back in a roster mania. We'll, we'll see what happens there, but I think the big takeaway is no matter what roster was thrown at us, I mean, we, we seem to succeed pretty well playing Vein Shoes in the winner's finals, which is a team that has been put together. That is a, that is a team that you know we've run into in RLCS and we've done fine against. So good to see that Godspeed gets that win under the belt and very happy to see that they were able to do it so quickly. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I know there's some kind of chatter, or at least between us, we were talking about Sphinx, uh, sp Sphinx specifically. That is a very hard alliteration uh, to try and tackle back to back there. And I'm not sure, was he a coach? Was he a backup? Like, how did he fit into this team and this tournament ultimately so i believe sphinx uh just based on the start gg registration i believe sphinx was playing i was trying to look up some information on sphinx and well to uh to put it lightly i could not find much myself actually Ooh, okay Later, uh, i do have <laughs> yeah so Sphinx has been around even before RLCS came to Asia Pacific. Um, I know one of the YouTubers, I believe Helical, made a video on Sphinx as uh, back then he was the youngest SSL in the world. And he was oh. here in Asia. And he's turning 15, I believe, next year. So we'll just, we are, we're, about to, we're about to probably see him in the RLCS, either in the, from the spring side or from next year. It's going to be a lot of, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be exciting. Sphinx has been the mechanical monster. He has been playing with the likes of LCT, Bolleries, the, the people that have played with Godspeed, and every single member that we have seen in the RLCS scene. This man has been able to dominate in scrims. He's rank X, of course, and he's, some, he's a monster to look forward to. We have talked about Dark. And here in APAC, I believe Sphinx is going to turn the tides when it comes to it. Wow, that's awesome. That's all the more kind of that young, hungry, like willingness 
to evolve APAC and to bring that succession to the rest of us and show that skill set. And it's incredible to know. I didn't know that, that at the time he was the youngest um, SSL APAC player. And that's being an SSL is a huge feat um, in itself and is very hard to do. And also before APAC had a region to play competitively on. So this kid was probably playing on the most monstrous triple digit ping I could think of while accomplishing becoming an SSL rank. That's, I can already see the numbers and the signs of bids for of teams of APAC and potentially, I mean, if he's this good, other regions, bigger regions as well, that could be after this kid. I think is he's gonna have a good fifteenth birthday, and I'm I'm excited to see him and see more of him in the coming future when that one big birthday does come around and see him play on the pro scene later. Thank you so much for some of that info. I'm glad I'm glad we ha and have another APAC representative here because I'm still learning as well and evolving with this region, and I'm so happy to have some more representation for APAC in this podcast as well. So later, thank you. Yeah, and absolutely as well as some representation, I kind of want to move and turn the tide a little bit and kind of get into the female representation side of RLCS, of CRL, and of women's carball. And who's the better person to talk about this than our guest Chixa here, who's kind of involved with all of the above. So we, we kind of have some burning questions for you that we want to ask. And my first one, or at least kind of tying in with it, how did you kind of get into casting and how long and how around have you been in the Rocket League scene in, involved in casting or as a player? Yeah, so as for just being in the Rocket League scene in general, I'm considering myself like a, a baby Rocket League player. I have not been playing that long or been involved, maybe just around three years. So I was in here in the early stages of RLCS. I didn't know many pros starting out, and then I found how big the scene actually was and how many people are around that are incredibly supportive and incredible in Rocket League. And then my casting was completely by chance. Did I ever think I would become a caster? No. Did I ever dream of it? No. Did I Did I really think that it was like a job in a sense? Like, yeah, I watched a lot of sports on television, but who knew esports casting was such a big deal and it is such a wonderful experience. So I've been casting for a little over two years now, not that long, and it was completely by chance. I was in a community league as a prospect director. They needed someone to fill in. I was talking and I decided, you know, I know kind of what a sports caster would sound like. Let me just throw myself in there. I threw myself in and then you have the likes of Sleegy telling me whoever was casting did a really good job. And you know what? <laughs> That's a compliment coming out of someone established in the industry and me doing it for my first time. I also had the opportunity to work with my mentor, Kendo, who has been an absolute godsend and the most wonderful person in the world. He has continued to mentor me and many other people in Rocket League, and that has only accelerated my career to the point that it is right now. 
That's awesome. And I ha- I think my last question before I'll pass it over to the boys is who I'm going to throw out some names and just as inspiration, like there isn't a lot of female representation in Rocket League, but some of the earliest, I mean, Jamie Karma, she was one of the first pro Rocket League female players that started way before female organizations was created. Rebecca Lagoa, the owner and CEO of WBC. Lemon Kiwi, another female oh. caster, not only for RLCS, but also for Overwatch and many other games. How does it feel kind of I'm 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 even gonna say this. I, I think adding I think you're close. And I think you're closer <laughs> than ever because I've seen your name so many times and that's so great. Like, how does that make you feel and how do those names kind of inspire you to continue in pushing for that representation in Rocket League? Yeah, I mean, I've had the opportunity to play with Karma before in a Pittsburgh Knights bash, and she has always been, at least in my eyes, the best female Rocket League player that is there. She is just someone in the community who has been casting before in women's events, who still participates and is around, has her own shows. She is still an incredible player and just a wonderful person to be with. Rebecca on the side of management is certainly putting WCB on like the pedal to the metal sort of deal, making it bigger and better than ever, which I know we'll touch a little bit later, but she has done a wonderful job just making WCB as big as it should be and giving women more opportunities. And then you bring up Lemon, and Lemon, I would definitely say, is the person I look up to in the female casting sphere. She has always been wonderful for me to ask questions with and someone wonderful to work with. She is a fantastic host. She has casted before. I've worked a couple of events with her, and all three of them really show what women can do in many different aspects of Rocket League, and not even just Rocket League specific, with Rebecca being in management. Esports is so open for women to take a part of, and they they certainly push uh, the boundary for that. Absolutely. Kind of all those names. I mean, you have like you'd said, the management side, the production side, the advertisement, making graphic design, casters, players, all alike. It's been expanding and exploding more than ever. I, I've never seen so much of it. And, you know, video games have always, and still will be for quite some time, I'm sure, pushed towards that kind of male audience. And I think over the last 10 years, at least, it's probably surprised many of the creators and makers of these games and these organizations how much of a push for that women representation there has been and that not only male gamers can be professionals, but there's plenty of women out there that got the guts to say, screw what you thought, and we could be pro gamers too and excel at that same level as well. And also just thank Thank you again for answering some of those questions, but I'm going to pass it on um, to Flater. Flater, um, do you have any questions for Miss Chicksa over here? So, I I mean, okay, Rain, Rain I'm going to be perfectly honest. I was a fan 
I've I've been a fan, uh, and I never I never thought I'd have the opportunity to uh, had the oh. opportunity to be in the same booth with her and talking to her because I all I've been do, all I've been seeing is names. Shiksa is gonna be casting this. She's gonna be casting this. She she was she was at all. Yeah, she was at she was at all the pictures, and I was like, oh man, I wanna be I wanna be that someday. So uh, Shiksa, of course, I don't have any questions for you, but I do have to tell you that you were always an inspiration. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anything, before I pass it to Jay, I'm going to ask one last question. Are you better at spreadsheets than Jay? You know, so Jay and I do share the same major or, or pretty much the same major in college. So I would say I have a vast amount of hours in spreadsheets. Um, definitely Excel over Google Sheets any day. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know Jay's exact knowledge on spreadsheets, but I'd say I'm in the top, you know, like three percentile. I'm not going to be on the ESPN. Hey. Like they've had ESPN spreadsheets like competitions before. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not that good. But I, I would say I'm. I'm very precision. No, a lot you, of the shortcuts. Uh, have you gotten a? <laughs> happen to have gotten a Microsoft Excel certification? Why would I need to do that? Pinning out the big I'm guns. Not gonna get the paper. I'm not going to get the paper. Where's the plaque? I've worked show, show the plaque. three yeah, different the plaque internships. I don't need that. <laughs> well, fair yeah, enough. Jay, take I, it away. Know, I suppose. Uh, the big... Uh, a question that we kind of slept on, uh, on on episode one. A question that you know we threw in the docket as just something to ask. Uh, and it became a very big talking point. And so it's almost tradition that we ask at this point, Chixa, what is your spirit animal? All right. Um, I honestly hate this question, but I'm going to oh. answer it because you asked oh, me. Um, and I, you know what? It's a Basenji, which is a type of dog. And I say that because I'm looking to adopt one when I move in like full time by myself. Um, How do you spell so, that? Oh my God, they're so cute. Basenji, B-A-S-E-N-J-I. Oh, okay. They're yeah. so freaking cute. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. like they're, a Shiba they're like, Inu, but shorter hair. Yeah. Yeah, short hair, hypoallergenic, so which is fantastic for people with allergies. Mm. A lot of my family has allergies and dogs, but they're really yeah. independent and curious and smart. And I think I kind of reside with some of those qualities since I've always been one to kind of push the boundary on my own instead of being involved with a lot of other people. Um, I'm kind of shy in person, or at least I used to be. But now um, being on cast so often, I would say I'm used to being on cast. So, uh, yeah, that, that would be my spirit animal. A Basenji. We're going to have to make a list of everyone that we've had on the show's spirit animals and, like, rank them at the, the end. tier list. We're going to have to tier list this at the season finale. And I already see the Basenji being far up on the list. It has my vote, at least. It is the cutest... One of the, <laughs> I, I'm a little biased. I, I love my dogs. They're they're the cutest dogs ever. But the Basenji, those ears and that curly tail, adorable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they're hypoallergenic. It's a benefit. You cannot disown that at all. And move. Thank thank you again for ask or for answering some of these burning <laughs> questions <laughs> that we had, and we really do appreciate it. And. The last thing, kind of what's been burning and 
EU, South SSA, and Sub-Saharan Africa, and OCE this latest week. The Fall Invitational was the last tournament for these three regions competing. And I'll, I'll kind of, I'll start with SSA first, just because it's kind of a blowout almost. Limitless, who we spoke about earlier, um, they're leading the pack with 57 RLCS points. And Orlando Pirates, who appeared at uh, Worlds this most recent season, trailing behind almost 20 at 39 RLCS points. It's, it's a major blow to SSA. Uh, limitless joining and really hitting them hard. I'm not sure if it's in the best direction. If kind of like what we also talked about, if it's going to raise that skill ceiling at all, like James Cheese has done for APAC, maybe Limitless is going to come in and make that impact as well for SSA. But unfortunately, here, at least from what I've seen, nobody is going to qualify for SSA going into the fall major. Um, SSA does not get a spot, at least for now. Maybe that'll change. Um, I don't know, in winter and spring, but I, I think they're more and well-deserving of it. I mean, if you're just kind of looking at some of these, the EU, the number one EU for RLCS points, Carmine Corp, 53 points. Pioneers, 53 points for OCE. Limitless, 57 for their region alone. I think they got the guts to be able to compete and for sure can to some damage at a major against some of these other regions and teams. But we also kind of saw something um, kind of major last kind of regards with um, SSA. I was a little confused at first when I saw it and I saw an F where a number should have been. And I saw a team had forfeited I was a little taken aback because I was like, wait, can't, you're, mm, you're not supposed to be able to do that, you know, what's going on with that? And apparently, um, which team was it? I'm trying to scroll down here and see, oh, no, I'm on the right place. It was, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, it just what, Reformed? Away. Was it Reformed? In SSA? Yeah. Reformed. You're talking about uh, in the semis, yes, that was Reformed. Reformed had to forfeit in the semis that seemed to have had an advantage over Limitless because of a power outage. And oh. these are very common in the South Africa region as a country. They do have these scheduled blackouts and where they will be powerless for anywhere from four to six hours sometimes. And we felt really bad for that. I felt horrible. I, I, at first, I kind of was mad at them. I was like, God, that's such bad attitude, forfeiting during an RLCS match. And then I heard that, and it was a power outage. And I was like, God, they had a, a big chance against Limitless. And unfortunately, it was out of their control and out of their hands. But Limitless did come out on top first place for this tournament. White Rabbit Gaming closely behind and reformed Orlando Pirates taking that third, fourth place. Moving in with OCE, two will qualify for this major and that is going to be very close. Um, first and second placeholders for OCE currently is Pioneers, sitting at 53 points, followed by Power at 51. 
power uh, took it over first place on this last invitational while pioneers very close behind with 12 points ground zero gaming and placeholders sitting at the third and fourth placement so we will see power and uh pioneers making an appearance here in about less than a month for the fall major and i'm not sure has all of the matchups been posted yet for the major i've seen a uh, few yeah Yes, I think they, today, right? Oh, wow, uh, was it today? I, I saw it earlier. I can run through them uh, very quickly. K-Corp, uh, so this is round one of the Swiss bracket. Uh, K-Corp will be playing James Cheese. Genji will be playing oh. Power. FaZe will be playing Moist. The Club will be oh. playing the Pioneers. <laughs> Liquid will be playing Team Secret. V1 playing Quadrant. Oxygen playing G2. And to round it out, Space Station Gaming versus Falcons. I, they were one of the first matchups. Um, I did see that Falcons and uh, SSG, and I was like, "Man, that's what what a banger for the first one to be posted up." But uh, Carmine Corp, speaking of um, leading the pack of EU with fifty three points most recently, and actually taking a second place seat, Team Liquid came out of nowhere. And a chronic Oski and a Tal absolutely destroyed it. And I believe they fortued um Cake or Carmine Corp in the grand finals of the fall invitational. And this is kind of the first shot that Carmine Corp has taken in all of fall regions so far. Uh they've been absolutely crushing it. And with that, somebody who barely squeaked by even, Moist Esports. Moist barely qualified. If G1 would have won their game, uh, Moist would not be competing at Major right now. And G1 almost threw the hood over Oxygen. And, uh, well, they did shut it out over Oxygen, but then lost and barely sat behind them in sixth place currently for eu but it is another big gap here eu carmine corp leading out 53 oxygen esports coming in a strong tide with team liquid for second place at 39 points quadrant sitting at fourth 34 points and moist at 29 it is a deficit but we now know it is possible for carmine corp to lose because <laughs> Team Liquid did beat them out most recently. And I have to say, looking at the major and the fall major coming up here and now seeing these matchups, I think we're going to have a, a really good first major of the new season. These are some powerhouse teams that have been introduced, have been created, players moving, and I think we're not going to be starved for entertainment value whatsoever coming up in the next few weeks. And I'm ready to see some of these matches go down and what happens, honestly. I think you forgot one elephant in the room that, you know, may have been missed, but Team BDS, the, uh, you know, reigning world champions, <laughs> not making 
the major oh my you know? god yeah kind of kind, kind of a big deal right <laughs> you know but we, we don't see monkey moon extra or uh seiko even return to the majors so uh what's up with mm. that they won they're not here anymore in no. fact i saw them win live like they they handedly won as well um and now new major new fall season and they don't even make it I, I mean poor guys honestly i don't know what's happened they've kind of just almost fallen apart a little bit they have a great team built and ready to destroy, but we just haven't kind of seen them show up at all. We know morale's a little bit low on the team and that there have been some players that have showed that they should have retired after they won the world championship, but hopefully he can either move on from that or kind of get that second wind and get that morale up i did see in the comments um that there was a lot of people backing him and encouraging him and that's what we love to see in our lcs is that encouragement no regardless if you're if you're the opponent the enemy side there's a lot of love to be shared throughout this community these players and these organizations and i am really happy to see that a lot of that support has gone a long way and speaking of support, we're going to try and support this segment a little bit stronger. We have a segment that we believe in. Maybe it's going to crash and burn. We don't know, but we're going to give it a second shot. And it is called the soup, uh, the Sleepers, Supers, and Shockers segment. We're going to try it a little bit differently uh, this time, guys. I'm going... So some of these teams I just talked about, EU, this, uh, SSA team, OCE, I'm going to call out some of these uh, teams and I want all three of you no order whatsoever at the same time y'all could y'all could go one by one if you want but we're gonna try and do this all, like really quick and then if we don't agree we don't agree and we could talk about it or we could fight about it but it's okay regardless of what happens but how, how does everyone feel about this one in this format I'm ready ready so yeah, bare knuckles out, ready to fight. All right, let's get it. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. Starting with OCE, Pioneer, C Sleeper, Super, Shocker, go. Shocker. Super. Did Chase say anything? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I, it's I supposed to be whatever comes to mind first. I was a countdown. And it, it's just like, okay, so we have a team. Okay, now what is it? <laughs> Pioneer, um, Sleeper, Super, Shocker. KCP is uh, a super team, sure. Super, all right. Power, sitting at second place, slowly, just right behind OCE, and number two, Sleeper, Super, Shocker. Sleeper. Super. Sleeper. I agree, Sleeper. I'm going to go with the Sleeper on that one as well. Um, SSA, we're just kind of going to do a few of the top teams on here. Limitless. Super. Super. Shocker, that they're doing so well. I it's agree. it's they're a shocker that they're such a super. I agree. I agree. I think shocker can kind of play into both sides of it as well. Um, Orlando Pirates. Sleeper. Sleeper. I'm sure sleeper. I'm I've not I've not seen them that team play that lot. I'm gonna say shocker because I'm kind of shocked that they're not performing at the ability they did last season. So they they did make worlds. So hopefully they can kind of come back from that. Um, BDS. Shocker. shocker. <laughs> it is an absolute shocker that they are not 
up there in the top five for sure. Um, Solary. Sleeper. 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 Shocker. I'm shocked, honestly. They got a really good team, and they should be up there. They're just not there yet. Uh, Moist Esports. Shocker. 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 Definitely. Bad shocker. Yeah, it's a shocker. To be fair. No. It's not a good To one. be fair. It was, I mean, after after the roster switch, it was kind of expected. I, I don't want to say, I, I mean, I don't want to step on anybody's toes, but for uh, for me, it, it was kind of expected. Oh, and I'm, God, shout out. I don't even know if he listens or not, but we just talked about BDS. Maybe not in the most bright of light, but we're going to try and bring a little bit of light in. And happy birthday, Monkey Moon, by the way. It, you, you turned 20 today. If you are listening, we are here for you. We are here to be your support, and we hope that you excel in the game. Moving I'm forward, sure Quadrant he's nominated as is he? best player or something in those, you know, the esports awards. We've seen yeah, a couple he... people come out. I'm pretty sure he's he's nominated. If I'm stand That's corrected, awesome. as so maybe we can show him a little support there. But continue. Awesome. We will vote for you, man. If you you get up there, if we're able to do that, we don't even know if that's a real thing. If we can vote, <laughs> but if we can, we're there for you. Quadrant sitting at fourth place. EU sleeper. 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 I agree. I think they're a sleeper team. I did not expect for them to be doing this well. They lost that placeholder. They were, I think, second place. And Oxygen and Team Liquid just barely passed them up, but it's still close enough to where they can definitely regain that back. Team Liquid. Shocker. Shocker. I'm going to say a super, because I think they deserved it for taking a win over K-Corp this, last, uh, this past week. I, I think they deserve it, and I'm going to call them a super team. Um, Oxygen Esports. Shocker. Sleepers, shockers. I'm here a little bit above. <laughs> no supers, though. All right, all right. And last but not least, K Corp. Super. 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 All right. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna say. I'm. I'm. I'll say shocker. Just to be a little bit different. I. I think it was shocking that they did lose, but they. It's also in a positive light. They're, they've been shockingly good this whole season as well. And we're going to have to see what happens at this fall uh, major for sure. And um, kind of going in with that sleeper, super shockers. We've kind of been sleeping on one section of the RLCS community. And not only with kind of CRL, but women's carball. I've we're going to bring Chixa back into this conversation <laughs> to talk about that for sure. And that season five for y'all have started. Um, NAEU, they they have a separate this season and over $50,000 in winnings are up to claim and to to win for a prize. Like this, this just kind of started this last, this past month. Some of the events just happened. They just occurred like, I talk about it a little bit like this is a big jump for the scene for women's carball. Yeah, I said Rebecca earlier was making really big moves and 
a lot is at stake for the girls, not even like monetary wise, but just competitively. Normally in the past, WCB has been NA and EU combined playing on NA servers, but now they've separated. We have more teams than we've ever had before, and a lot of teams as well that were signed to orgs this off season. Um, but in particular, this past Saturday, Sunday, was EU Event 2 that I got to cast on Sunday, the main event. Uh, Williams Resolve, previously known as BS Plus, who won last season of WCB. They're dominating in the EU. Emma Shore and Endpoint are following up second and third in the EU spectrum. And NA Event 2 is next weekend, but following last month's... Um, you know, winnings, Misfits, Genji, and Luminosity are at the top of NA. So everything's really cool. If you didn't check out the new intro video we have, that's really sick. The graphics are sick. Uh, we've brought in a lot of casters. You'll get to see a couple of them coming up this weekend and uh, more that uh, you haven't seen in WCB before, and I think you'll be very excited to see them on the desk. But um, yeah, I guess I have a, a question to you all in particular. I oh, know I gosh. mentioned Williams Resolve, I mentioned Misfits, Genji, Luminosity, Endpoint, all orgs, and almost all of those teams were signed within the previous two months. How do you guys feel about orgs picking up women's teams and you know maybe godspeed do they have a future in a women's roster Ooh. go ahead jay mm. i i think it, it's it's good to see i i think in in general uh rocket league organizations it's good for them to branch out and not just you know support one niche aspect of the game because you know a lot of people play this game and a lot of people play it in different ways it's something that i've personally seen a lot uh, with all of the involvement i have in the freestyling community how you know in my mind as someone who works in both areas it would be ideal if the communities just combined you know let's take all the really big established competitive orgs and pick up freestylers and do something like that uh this is a is honestly a, a better example since at the end of the day it's the same competitive format uh, it's not like you have to pick up new staff uh, like you would for freestyling that has to understand a different aspect of the game. It's competitive Rocket League. And I see I see no reason to to not um, be able to pick up uh, women's carball teams. And I think it's something that, you know, you know, I'll be the first to say it. I don't know what Godspeed has in mind. You know, I'm just the guy that makes content. But um, I could very easily see it being something uh, in our future. I don't see why not. No, absolutely. I, I could see it. And also kind of content creator for Godspeed. I could care less getting my, my butt cheeks handed to me by any female SSLs. I would love to see it, honestly. I, I'm definitely all for 110% Wolfie, Neko. Get, get the ball rolling, guys. We need this. I can totally see us having a female Oregon team and everything, a female org. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine like having a whole female organization as well implemented into rocket league? That would kind of be a first in its own. If it, they were able to really go the distance and expand on that. But I am a hundred percent forward for it. I'm loving the growth and I'm loving that 
women's car ball is making that major leap for us in Rocket League. And potentially even farther down the road with whether it be content creation, management, production as well. Even if you don't want to be, you know, a face or, you know, not necessarily vocally heard. <laughs> but <laughs> also, um, just all around, I, I have absolutely no quarrel, no issue. Of course, I'm not going to have any problem with that. And it makes me smile when I get to meet other female content creators and get to see other female names on the pro scene. So 100%, no issues, no doubts about it. I'm here for it later. <laughs> I actually had the pleasure to cast for Team Extra from uh, the NA event. And I, you know, I... I Saw a lot of teams playing. I saw the Misfits. Uh, I saw Misfits playing. I saw Gen G playing, and I have to say, they are the players to look out for. Definitely, I mean, big orgs, yes, but we cannot let the we cannot let those names just overshadow the players that are playing there because we have already seen these players in the past in the past few uh, seasons, and uh, they are now being represented by such a by such a huge org is a big achievement for for the players and uh, overall the scene in general. Uh, Chiksa, I believe we had a. A women's invitational event uh, hosted by uh, MetaPower here in July, and we uh, saw a lot of teams. We had, uh, I believe, uh, Endpoint. We had BS Plus, like you said, now being picked up by Williams Resolve. Being able to had the I had the opportunity to ca cast that with Max Fish, and you know, seeing that uh, seeing that team BS Plus there, and now how they've been playing in the EU scene, we can definitely tell how hard these players have been working and how well they have how well they have become i mean obviously in the main rlcs as well they have been doing a number on quite a uh, quite a lot of teams and in the in the wcv scene of course it has been amazing gameplay all over the place yeah absolutely and i have to say one thing williams resolve just reminds me the equivalent of like charlie's angels i don't know why but it just seems almost like a sister team to it. I like the name of it. It's different and it also dominating because uh, I think they just won again, didn't they? They're, they're kind of blowing out like K Corp and Gen G over here on the female scene. Yeah, they're incredible people to talk to as well. I've interviewed part of that roster before. And, you know, normally you see some smack talk out of the teams, you know, anywhere. Not nah, they are just nah. sweet. They play for one another and they are just continuously playing to get better in the field. I can see them eventually getting to the at least the lower edge of RLCS very soon. But I mean, on the topic, I know Flader, you mentioned the one women's tournament. There's been many women's tournaments this summer. I mean, we, we talk about Supergirl, we talk about Benefit. Mm -hmm. um, women's mm -hmm. tournaments in general have blown up in the support. You're gonna start seeing all of these women's teams at least integrate definitely more into the future of RLCS. Maybe not full women's teams in RLCS, so I mean, that'd be kind of cool, but at least getting one or two of that top players into those like um, teams. Yeah, like like Karma used to be. Splice. And Splice, we, yeah. we can maybe see that uh, pretty soon. So I, I'd really be excited to, to see the future and you know, to keep following WCB every month. I'm gonna be casting there every single month and i can't wait for the growth of all the players man well i can't think of a better ending 
to this, but to hear out some of the greatest, newest, and most upcoming um, female representation tournaments, leagues, championships coming into fruition for RLCS Psionics and shared with the rest of the world. And Chixa, thank you for giving thank us you. your wisdom, your opinions, your love shines for this game and for this community. And we really do appreciate your time and coming on the show and talking with us. Yeah. <laughs> I give a heart. She's I know podcasts won't be able to see it. I know. But Sorry, uh, thank you. User. She's doing hard hands right now. <laughs> she, she's showing all the love for us. And with that also, Flater and Jay, thank you all again, Jay, for returning and Flater for coming on to the show and getting to hear y'all's opinions and kind of getting to go back and forth and talk with Chixa. It's been great. And mm. I'm glad episode two kind of went out. I'd say successfully. <laughs> I'll listen Absolutely. back to it tomorrow and see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, uh, I think the point I made at the start is great. Do we know what we're doing? Not fully. No. Do we make a podcast? Yeah, Absolutely. of course we do. It Absolutely. works out. <laughs> Absolutely. And my last thank you is, or my last two thank yous is also for our producer, um, Storm, for running this show behind the scenes. We couldn't have done it without you, man. Lastly, for the org itself of Godspeed, the owners, Wolfie and Neko, thank you so much for putting this idea, pushing it forward, and letting us be the face and representation for you for Overcharge. And audience, thank you all for tuning in, for listening. If this was your first time, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. And please come back next week, Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central, 4 p.m. Pacific time. And we're going to be back for episode three. So um, we should, I think we are on Spotify now. So you are going to be able to kind of track some of our episodes there. But of course, you can always um, come back and you can listen to us on Twitch as well. We will have that VOD posted up here soon. But everybody, say goodnight and see it. sayonara, see you later. Episode 3, coming at you next week. <laughs>